This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Mile IQ. Stop wasting time manually tracking the miles you drive for work and stop losing money that you could be redeeming. Let Mile IQ do the work for you. Download the Mile IQ app for free. It takes bad Christian to 31996 to start your 40 drive free trial. And if you create an account this week, you'll get 20% off an annual plan. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Three, two, one. Y'all do it. Yeah, ball so hard. Podcaster want to find me. But first they got to find me. What's 50 grand to a podcaster like me? Can you please remind me? It's the Big Christian Podcast. It's the Big Christian Podcast. Hell yeah. We up in my house. Y'all know what I'm saying? And I am really glad to be in town. I told Toby yesterday, Joey, when we got You didn't tell me. I told Toby yesterday when we picked up from the airport how excited I was about this trip because... Two things. Number one, I'm not performing. So I was packing my clothes, everything coming. Mm-hmm. I said, it doesn't mm-hmm. even, I mean, mm-hmm. not that I do anything different than exactly what I'm wearing right now, right. but I knew that I wasn't going to be performing. So it didn't matter. And I did, I just, that wasn't on play. And I knew I'm going to be in Charleston. Usually when I'm here, my family and stuff's here. I said, and no baby, uh-huh. no, no oh, wife, God. no family, nothing. So I'm literally just going to be here hanging out with you, doing podcast stuff, working on Toby's garage. Matthew no. Carter. No family and no performances. Matthew, so to me, so I was like, that actually, is just so a dream come true. So you actually feel super good about that. That Matthew would Carter. spiral Joey into a pit of depression oh, like no other yeah, human no. would ever go Well, into. I mean, think about Did it. Did you like, think I was depressed today? Uh, no, I don't know if you were depressed today. Okay. Why, are you? No. No, I said if you were to do what Matt is doing yeah. now. Yeah, you would feel guilty. But I'm telling yeah, you, you would I feel, feel guilt. great. And like we were watching guilt. the Super Bowl the other day. And uh, and so I was there at, at your house watching the Super Bowl. And every five seconds I was thinking, I was like, is the dog getting some food? I said, is uh, <laughs> is uh, is Georgia climbing on? I mean, my, I, right. my fir- the first whole quarter I was thinking that way. Like, don't I need to do something? Don't I need to do something? Because in that situation, that's always the way it is. I was like, is Bridget lonely? Is she mad at me for something? <laughs> Whatever, stuff like that. And I was just, I was like, no, I'm just going to sit here and eat, drink, and watch this Super Bowl. It's just right. like brilliant. And so I don't feel bad about saying that at all because everybody else wants to talk so good about their spouse. And I'm going to go the opposite way here. First of, all, you, man. first of all, there's go against tons the norm. Th- there's tons of things wrong with with my spouse, yeah, my marriage, sucks. my daughter. And I mean, think about it this way: it's like Toby, everybody always wants to, you know, I I, I want to protect She's my terrible. wife. I want to be protective of her. I want to protect our marriage. I want to make sure it stays solid. Therefore, right. instead of telling everybody how I got the smoking hot wife that does this, this, and this, or whatever, yeah, uh, I'm just gonna warn you about how bad she is. Stay away. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a protection device and you're safe too because she does not listen to this podcast right. so so it's not it's nothing so i'm telling you i'll tell you all the stuff is wrong with her and okay know, first of all i just think it's funny because people it's just like so cliche to me to t- talk about how good your <laughs> wife is like i just think it's you know right. i don't i don't have any problem making jokes about her telling you arguments we got in and stuff like that right like uh, the other day you are uh, on your own limb by the way i don't think it's crazy at all Can first of all any, i'm not i'm not setting, saying i'm oh, alone yeah, just leave stuff alone. Leave I'm not saying it's alone. crazy or anything, but I'm not trying to be a clown or a comedian, but it's you you like you appreciate it in media and film and comedy. Anytime somebody tells I more understand the truth, why Bridget did not want to marry you for so long. Okay. But what I'm saying is isn't isn't it more relatable when people can I mean, you know everybody's that talks about how good their wife is. You're always like, Yeah, that's what yeah. you're saying now. Yeah, yeah that's like, what well, I don't well, like when Joey talks about how cool Priscilla is and then off the podcast you're like, <laughs> that's oh, well, no, I just mean, you know, in your community <laughs> groups and everything. <laughs> I was uh, listen, I was the other day we got uh we got went out of the house Saturday, went to Home Depot a mile from our house, both of us took Georgia, got out of the car at Home Depot, yeah, and uh G- Bridget gets Georgia out of the car and goes, You didn't bring her a jacket? And first of all, I'm thinking, well, you didn't bring her a jacket. Right. Yeah. And I said, and but this is what I said. It's not cold. <laughs> to which she responds, right. which it wasn't at all. It was a really yeah. warm day. To which she responds, that's not the point. <laughs> to which I respond, that's exactly the point. <laughs> what else is the point of a coat if not it's right. cold outside? Because it, right. oh, I, I it's not cold. So yeah. that's just the way it is. And so that was it. We yelled at across the Home Depot parking lot. <laughs> well, I mean, of course I'm right about that one at least. Right. 
Now, the, is that the a, point is, would be temperature based? I would oh, think. totally. Is that a fight that when you walked into Home Depot, y'all didn't talk no, for a little not, while? No, it was nothing. It's just I'd fun. love a science segment I just, on I just that. Thought like it was the fun. whole you'll catch cold by going out in the rain by not wearing a jacket yeah, well, and all that stuff. You I'd know love. my philosophy on what the, I would pal, I'd probably come on that. And then the other night we went to a work party of hers. And this is really funny. This happens all the time. <laughs> Anytime that we go somewhere, because I, you know, like I said, I dress like this. I look bad. I stink all the time. Right. That's just normal yep. to me. Not stink, but I don't put on super well. Yeah. And everybody's used to that, and that's fine. So yeah, even today, we laid down this carpet, mm-hmm. this old carpet that we got. Our friend Jenny McPherson gave it to us. And uh, my wife goes, oh, carpet smell. And Matt was like, nah, that could be that me. could be me. And she goes, no, I smelled you no, earlier. That, I this is a different smell. <laughs> my wife literally smelled you and didn't say anything. <laughs> but so, so anytime we go, so sometimes we'll go out on a date or we'll go to a work event or something. And so this is what happens. Like she expecting the way for me to dress. And I'll go, you know what? I'm about to put on a collared shirt and put on a spray of cologne on, comb my hair, something like that. And when I do that, she gets mad because right. I look good. And she oh. thinks she looks bad. Oh, okay. You see what I mean? Because yeah, she's yeah. still wearing norm, normal. Because she gets dressed and looks nice and does her makeup every day and looks good. Right. But then if I put on a leather jacket, a cut button up shirt, and spray on some cologne and shave, she's like, then she's all mad at me because now she feels like she looks like a bum. Right. <laughs> Which is happening even more now that I'm losing more weight and I keep talking about it and stuff. She's like all mad. Like I would think so, I'm looking better. So right. she would be like more attracted to me, encouraging them. Good. But yeah. if I'm like, man, look, I can like, I've almost got six back here. I was like, I'm pretty sure my body fat's down like 50. She's like, just shut up, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> like, well, you're not happy. She's like, just shut up. But that's because she's not losing as much weight as me as fast. But it's yeah, my life. I, I have been losing weight and I, I will say this. I think Jess is more attracted to me. Now. I'm more attracted to you. Now. now here's the thing. I think also it's not necessarily, I don't know if I look that, but it was really funny. I put up a video on Facebook the other day. And there was some nice comments. Oh, a funny video. It was with me and the kids yeah. and just cutting up. And then the last two was like Jason Farr and, and a, a, another person on Facebook. And uh, they both were like, dude, good Lord. You've lost a ton of weight. And I was like, my gosh, I wasn't like that crazy overweight. And <laughs> it just was an insult to people. Yeah, it's almost like I wish they would have said, oh, man, you know, cool. Like, me, so they used to think you were really fat. Yeah, they used to think I was just like Joey. But they were quiet about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they never said anything. Like, I did not, in fact, look great to them earlier Yeah, a few months ago. Right. Now I'm look, starting to look great. But, yeah, anyway, I think, too, part of it is Jess is excited that I'm putting this much time into it. That I think she almost values more the effort and uh, my diligence in getting in shape and he- getting healthy, I guess I should say. But that is hilarious that Bridget is actually mad at you. It does for not looking turn good, her smelling good. It doesn't get you laid more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, for trying to oh, no, get in good well, shape and better health so. for your yeah, wife. I doubt it. Yeah, probably yeah. not. Like, if y'all do a cheat day, is she like, yeah, man, you get laid if you do get a cheat day? Like, if, if you eat poorly and go, man, like, here's how you get laid now. You eat bag of, man, I really blew it. I overate a ton, and I probably will tomorrow, too. Then she'll be really turned <laughs> on. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. <laughs> Joey, what does your wife think about your looks? Like, is she yes. happy? Because you have made fun a million times because her what, boyfriend right before you or whatever had like super low body fat. She yeah. told you that, right? Yeah. Like he had super low body fat. And then. Well, he was, he was like a, a gym rat. And so she just, she said this, not even thinking. I was like, what did you just say? Because this one we we're engaged. And she was talking to me about some sort of form or, you know, with my exercise. <laughs> and she's just like, I mean, my, my boyfriend and I, blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, I mean, he, he, he oh, had like yeah, no body terrible. fat on. I was like, what? First what of all, she's, she's critiquing your form and something you're doing. Exactly. Which even I if hated it, that. No matter what, I hated that, that. that would bother you, period. Or exercise. Yeah. Just, just. And, yeah, just her telling you how to do it and that it was from her ex-boyfriend right. and that he had 0% body fat. Right. Well, I, I mean. So your wife's about, terrible, too. Right. Oh, that's, think, good. that's fine. That's good. Thing about Priscilla, and honestly, you know how crazy my memory is. The thing about your wife, too is because uh, I remember, you know, the the season of life where we were thinking through, oh, I wonder who Jessica would like sort of thing, and we right. ended up introducing you guys together. It had to be both, me. There is no choice. Both of them, Jessica and Priscilla, and I, 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 don't, I don't, I'm curious how what, what Bridget is like with this, but neither one of them have looks on, like, top of the list. And I would say that's, for the most part... <laughs> What are you saying? That's for the most part females, but Priscilla and Jessica even more so. It's just like they look more at the heart than anything. So obviously Jessica is attracted to you physically. Okay. Priscilla is with me also. But I remember distinctly 
Jessica saying something along the lines of uh, when we were talking to her about this sort of stuff, it was just like, it's, it's, you know, looks aren't, you know, I don't see looks like everyone else. And Priscilla's the exact same way. I mean, Priscilla was telling me about this guy that she used to be somewhat interested in before she met me. And I'm just like, him? Like, I looked at him and was just like, this dude, I mean, you are way out of his league sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I'm in Priscilla's league. Right. Not really. But anyway. Well, I'm sure women are a little less about looks than men, but they I don't. Are. I don't think that's anything other than men are just typically more shallow. And I think that's just the way. I think guys, and that's a generalization, but guys typically, like if you think about it, when you were 15, um, and somebody asked you about hot girls, all you were picturing was like supermodels. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm uh, not saying your standards go down, but it's just like an it's, it's really a form of immaturity. The amount that we maybe hormonally obsessed with something like looks, and then eventually you kind of grow, you know what I mean? It just, yeah. It's not, and I, w- I would argue that it's fine to be whatever way you want about looks. I'm going to push the other way and say, I think it's just as wrong or shallow to value something like intelligence. It's an arbitrary quality that I think is way, 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 way overvalued. Sure. And people have impunity when they're saying, what really matters to me is intelligence. Right. That's like, that's no more shallow than saying what really matters to me is looks I or belly fat or boob size. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I'm, I'm way in the camp of you can like whatever your type is. Now the person, but, though, that's, that's different, though. If you just pick one thing and say intelligence, but if you're saying, I just, my, you know, my deal is the, the whole person and just who they are. I, mean, I know that's almost like a cop out. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I, well, all that. But that's a big that's big difference than yeah. boobs. Like I just that's love what I'm saying, the person but you, look, she is, just, or man, but, I'm going to marry her because look at her boobs. But man. to say about somebody is, you know what? That's just me. But I really, really need somebody who's really intelligent. That's really, I really, I'm attracted yeah, yeah, yeah. to. That's no different than saying I, for me personally. Anybody else can do whatever they want to. I need a big set of boobs, right? On a possible yeah. mate. That's me. Right. <laughs> They're both born qualities, like. When they speak, people talk about intelligence, that's, they really mean somebody was born with a bright bulb right. put in their skull. Right. And then what can you do about that? It's right. not, I mean, it's just the way it is. Like, no fat people for me, no ugly people, no dumb people. I mean, it's the same thing. I think we could even go here and not even go the Christian route. A lot of people are just like, you know, with sex and, you, yeah. you know, go the Christian route and all that stuff. There is something just think the non-christian would even have to admit there's something about being with the same girl and i'm i'm not trying to super spiritualize this and make me sound to be this awesome guy okay but there's something about being with the same girl and being more and more attracted to her and wanting her more so that doesn't mean that i don't struggle with like looking at other people or temptations or something yeah. like that but y'all see where i'm coming from <laughs> Like just being more and more turned. This is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, just more in love with your wife every day. I'm not, ta- I'm not I'm awesome. talking. I'm talking sexual. Oh yeah, just more turned on. Yeah, like, harder just erections. Be- gets better and better because of your wife. It's just so so awesome. But I mean, I don't know what any of that has yeah. to do with anything. Like as soon as you see a pair of yoga pants, you're gonna be excited about that just as much, right? I a pair of yoga pants. On a side note. Who who invented yoga pants? It's like somebody goes, okay, listen, this will make no matter what a girl looks like, every girl will wear this and it makes their butt look better, right? It's unbelievable. Uh, like every girl wears them now, and I think it's just—is it just because it makes their butts look better? Does it? Is it a butt former? I guess, Formed or it? maybe it just shows their butt more than the pair of jeans or baggy clothes or something. I don't know. Oh, that's just a side note. Well, I I had to go through today my grandma coming on to me. My Lord. (laughs) You're laughing at (laughs) dementia and Alzheimer's? I'm sorry. I just, it just just blows my mind when I went through today. So, like, so basically went to visit my grandma. She's in a assisted living home. I, I think she put together that I was someone that she knew. She immediately asked me to take her to my mom, which is her daughter's. And then I'm on the phone with Priscilla, and she's, like, smooching my arm. <laughs> like, basically, I love you, I love you, kiss, kiss, kiss. And then she actually even got kind of in my face, and I was just like, whoa. And just for a split second, I was just like, is she, like, like, is there some sort of attraction I thought you were going to say for a split second, you thought maybe there was some attraction there on your part. <laughs> you were like, hey, ooh, but, man, man. So listen to this. I was telling my mom this on the phone. I was like, you know, I, I almost cried, but I didn't. But I literally had to, we all had to lie to her. And, and the people that worked at the home, they had to say, 
we are taking him with us. We have to show him something, and he'll be right back. And so I took off running with this running? lady. Why would you have to run? to run? Your grandma cannot be run that fast. Yes, she can. You, you, you leave the nurse home, your grandma runs after you. I'm telling you, when I made it out the door and they locked it, almost immediately I heard her on the other side of the door saying, he's waiting for me, let me out. Oh, no. Like the lady, they, they, they know her and they I mean, know she, how physically it, able she run, is. Is it running? It's running what Maybe she's doing. Trotting. But Maybe trotting. Moving along quickly. Yeah. But it's so crazy because Toby and I, we, we talk about people in the Savannah house all the time and just how they constantly think we're going right. back home. My daughter's right. going to pick me up and everything. Her thing is, who's going to pick me up for church? She's not going to church anymore. Like, no one is going to take her to church what? anymore because it's too much. I, I am too not making fun right now. I'm being serious. I don't know if you know enough about it, but just take your grandma, for example. How many thoughts does she have today that are different at this point? You I see don't what I'm saying? Like, does she any. wake up and go, okay, I need to get breakfast. I need to do my hair. This like Are there like... Is there a limited amount of actual thought? I would say I would say she chooses from ten thoughts. Good lord! That's my, I yeah, mean, it might be maybe right. less. And, and today that. she had no clue who you were and thought maybe she should even use her womanly wiles to lure her. Yeah. get it, get it out. When I said, "Hey, mama," she asked me, "Who did you just call me?" Because she needed to like know. She's just like, "Who'd you just call me?" And I said, "You're my mama." You're my mom's mom. I'm your grandson. So I just had to. And then even that. after that, she still tried to kiss you. <laughs> no, she still right? No, she was kissing my arm. <laughs> but well, I mean, and, and I don't want to over spiritualize this. And but all, there's something about staying with one grandma for years and years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to over spiritualize it, but making out with one grandma for years and years is something. It is crazy the the big cycle of life. How like when you're going out on a date with Jessica and your kids don't want you to leave, you could imagine saying like, "All right, we got to run, run, run," because June's gonna follow us out. Right, it's the same thing now. So I gotta physically run. though, she's in great shape. Then like For she her can age, sounds like it. Yeah, definitely. You've seen her. I mean, she's yeah, no, no, no. But I'm saying I didn't know she could like take off running and beat you <laughs> like in her foot race. But you're a little slow, but damn, <laughs> good lord. Maybe it's like a you just see her on the, your yeah, you, your maybe physical fit. You should see her on the monkey bars. <laughs> I mean, good lord. I mean, she she can only do 50 pull ups now a day. But <laughs> now is she that active? Is she uh, like? Would she like to she, go for walks? And yeah, stuff she like she was she was obsessed with walking, and she still is to some degree. But she just can't do it anymore because there's not anybody that's going to take her out. Because right outside the door is busy traffic and all that stuff. Does so, she, yeah, she okay? So a lot of her. Family, I want to tell you about another acrobat. Uh, that uh, I'll answer this question. Then I've got a lot of her family live around her and come and see her and all that stuff. But she really doesn't know hardly them at all anymore, right? Yeah, I think it comes and goes, but now when it comes and goes, it's just barely scratching the surface. It used to come and go, and she knew who I was. Now it comes and goes, and she's just like, oh, Joan and Barbara, those are my daughters. But that's it. I mean, she just doesn't. She she didn't know what communion was two Sundays ago, and, you know, she tried to down the whole thing. So anyway, listen to this. All right, so I'm talking to a pastor, and he basically tells me that he was at a restaurant, and uh, he's he's in Columbia, so... He's in a restaurant in Columbia, and basically he's talking to this other pastor. All right, so the other pastor sees him, and he immediately jumps out of his seat, like super aggressively. So yeah. this pastor's telling me what this other pastor was doing. Jumps out of his seat. He said, dude, it was so awkward. His butt, as he was jumping, kicked the seat back and actually hit the lady that she was sitting with. That and he so, was sitting with. Yeah, that he was sitting with, and he goes out with his hand and says, hey, how's it going, man? It's good to see you. And uh, basically tries to say something like, yeah, she's a small group uh, leader at my church or something. And and the pastor that's talking to me is just like, it was just so weird and bizarre. Now, I'm telling you, I know this pastor, and it was sincere and genuine, but he was just like, yeah, I think he just wasn't thinking. Like he just, uh, it just didn't occur to him that he should, probably shouldn't be out in a restaurant where they don't know anybody with his female small group leader. And I'm stunned and I'm just looking at him and I was just like, don't you think there's probably a chance that he's cheating with her or there was something fishy? Okay, you're telling this and, a little bit funny, but keep on going here. All right. So immediately he was like, oh my gosh, you think I should say something? And I was just like, yeah. I was like, if I was cheating on my wife, I would not appreciate it at the time, but in time I would be like, thank you so much for confronting me. And if I was not and it was innocent, I wouldn't be mad at you. I'd be like, wow, thanks for you know checking this out sort of thing. But I just could not believe that 
And it goes back to Matt, you know, and, and Toby always say, hey, we give pastors the benefit of the doubt or just people in general uh-huh. the benefit of the doubt. And like I said, this guy, I know him, I love him, yep. I respect him. And he, he was sincere when he was just like, oh, I, I, that just never occurred to me. There's no way that guy. Sure. Let, me, let me sort it out a little bit. He, they were in town here. Yeah. And he just saw a guy, another pastor at a restaurant with a female that he didn't recognize. Right. When he knows who his wife is or whatever. Right. Okay, but they were in, I mean, on one hand, I would say the most likely scenario is that he realized in that moment what it looked like, but, but but not what I know, but I'll get there. But he most likely was like, oh shit, I probably look like I'm just out with some woman. Uh, And he, and you had all that nervous energy and came up and tried to explain it. It was like, oh no, it probably looks bad, which means he probably might've been feeling bad or something, but most likely he was worried about just making sure because probably wasn't trying to sneak around if he was at such an obvious place in the middle of the day, blah, blah, blah. Right. So it doesn't seem to be the main thing. And also I'm not sure if you're saying or not, but are you not saying he should have been corrected and and that it's crazy that he would be legitimately having lunch in a public place with another woman? Is that illegitimate to you? Uh, no, I, I, I can go both ways on this. I personally am not going. That's just I don't necessarily find that illegitimate. What that that you that a, a married man could meet a female in a restaurant and have a meal for whatever reason. I'm with you. I I'm don't you. think that there's a problem with that, in my right. opinion. But if you want to go in the full skeptical route, I of course would not give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. First of all, he's even acting a little bit nervous about it, which shows he probably felt like he shouldn't be doing it. Right. And definitely it's possible. Like I would never give a pastor benefit of the doubt on something like that personally. Right. <laughs> Just, or at least I wouldn't, what I'm saying is I wouldn't give him extra benefit of the doubt because he's a pastor. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. I would treat, I think right. he should be looked at the same way you would look at, you know, a plumber, let's say. Oh, <laughs> if he was perfect, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, let's say right. a plumber that you, your plumber that you knew was married was having dinner with a, a lunch with a lady somewhere. Right. I would treat the pastor at least with the same, maybe more scrutiny as right. far as not believing necessarily he's all on the up and yeah. up. I don't give pastors an extra benefit of that. If anything, I'm more skeptical of them. So here, here's Did the he next talk question to the woman. Huh? Did the pastor no. that you know talk to the woman no. at all? And see, that's the thing is, I just think there should probably have been, if he was that nervous, there should have he shouldn't have just grazed the surface. Yeah. He should have said, "Hey, I, I, this actually looks bad, and I, I want to explain." But here's my next question: Is do you think this pastor has a responsibility as a Christian to circle back around and say, "Hey, come on, we both know that was really awkward. What's the deal?" And I'm not pointing fingers. I'm sure there probably could be a good explanation. But if there's not, I want you to come clean with me. And if there is, then just tell me. But let's talk well, about I mean, this. Do you I, think he has a responsibility, or could I don't? Can he just go I don't think it's mm. anything to it. I think people will lie no matter what if they don't. If they either way, he just. I mean, would. Toby definitely went through a time, or, yep. or has had times when he knew he had to ask a certain question. Yeah, that's true. And it ended up being something that God was telling him to do. So I would say. Yeah, there shouldn't be anything maybe off the table. And I think people get really offended, though, when you confront them on something, if there's something wrong. Like, I think if that yeah. guy were to take a if you go, oh, no, seriously, that, no, trust me, that was our small group leader. And I didn't think anything. Oh, is, is that weird? Yeah. That I would be out That's to right. lunch with a girl. If so, we can yeah, talk about that. But talking. that would be That's not, right. th- I mean, if there was something, you know what I mean? That shouldn't be the off more the defensive table to ask somebody that. Yeah. is. Right. It definitely gives you reason to yeah. be skeptical of them, right? Yeah. All right, this is really interesting, Joy, because you're super skeptical of a pastor, but you'll believe anything that somebody talks about giants. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any giant gigantism involved, you believe it without a shadow of a doubt. I want to talk about that. We got to take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back and talk about how angry I get at your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Guys, I got to tell you about something that I think is really amazing, and that's Mile IQ. I've been using it. Mile IQ is uh, it's the number one mileage tracker app. Uh, more than a million people in America trust it to automatically log their drives. So, I mean, I use it like this. I do a lot of driving around town, Seattle, meetings, doing stuff all the time. And if it's related to this podcast, if it's related to Emory, if it's related to anything, then I track those miles and deduct them from my taxes. Very important thing can really save you money. Now, Mile IQ is amazing because it's the only mileage tracker app that detects, logs, and calculates your drives for you. Listen to this automatically. It's like incredibly easy. It keeps 
all of your drives stored in the cloud securely too. So don't waste time manually tracking your miles and uh, stop losing money that you should be redeeming. You can download the MileIQ app for free and start your free trial right away. Here's how you do it. All you do is text, and please do it this way so it's, you know, lets them know we sent you. Text bad Christian to 31996, and you can start your 40 drive free trial. And if you create an account this week, you'll get a 20% off your annual plan. And I mean for you to take advantage of this because here's why. The average Mile IQ user logs $547 a month in drives. That's over $6,000 a year in miles you could be claiming. It's got a five-star rating in both Google and the iTunes store. And so, you know, stop wasting time. Let's get to it. So quit doing this stuff manually. And if you're not doing it all, you're wasting money. So you can download the Mile IQ app for free and start your trial right away. Last time, I'm going to tell you this. Text Bad Christian to 31996. Start your 40 drive free trial. Create an account this week and you'll save 20% off an annual plan. Guys, you may, you may not know this. You may have this wrong under assumption here, but uh, Toby and Jilly and I are not exactly web developers or graphic designers. We'd like to be. I wish we were because it would have saved us a lot of money in the sense that we've spent thousands, maybe tens of thousands of dollars on web design and development and stuff like that over you know, the last several years of, of doing this and Emory and other stuff like that. But guess what? I am here to tell you that I did just make a real website. It's emoryacoustic.com. I built the site, and it was not hard. It was actually incredibly easy. That's where we have tickets on sale for our acoustic shows. And I made that website using Weebly. It was incredibly easy. So basically, Weebly was created for people with you know the courage to start their own business and dream to be their own boss. I mean, that's kind of the idea. Uh, and you don't have to be a web designer or know how to code. You can create a beautiful website, blog, or store online. Sweet. Uh, I mean, we're super impressed with the the uh, variety of like professional design and awesome. It works really good on mobile. Like the themes, they have a bunch of themes to choose from, uh, and they're they're great. Mobile friendly, of course. So all you do is drag and drop to quickly build and publish your site. It's it's very very easy. So. You can customize or update it. You can change it anytime you want to, and you can do it on any device. So seriously, consider this. If you have, if you think about having a website or a blog, if you think you need anything out there, don't necessarily assume you can't do it and go hire somebody. You can do this, and it's very, very affordable. So join the over 30 million people who are already dreaming big with Weebly and get started free at weebly.com slash badchristian. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com slash badchristian. Weebly.com slash badchristian. All right, here's something that is interesting to me that you brought this up. You are very skeptical of a pastor, but I got caught in a trap again this week of listening to your fucking podcast <laughs> it's not a tra- it's a it's trap a, of joy it's a trap. my podcast it's a tra- is Toby it's a trap, trap of joy, of joy. Listen. i cannot believe it i'm working out and i'm just going god lord i'm pushing the weights <laughs> up and i'm just talking to myself and i have to stop my workout and i wrote notes do you i take notes of your dumbass podcast do you realize how much of a feat that is that i'm pissing people off by oh. the guests or it, by my words I'm like that's that's notes. actually really awesome i'm gonna look at my notes i appreciate that i I just can't. Okay, here's the thing. I I, I actually talked about Matt this. I I actually think you might be on to just something if if it just keeps bringing on guests like that because it is just so entertaining. And this time it was Matt, but you oh, had yeah, that's this. this week, I don't yeah. know who the guy is. I've never heard of him before. I think y'all call him L.A. or something like that. But on Joey's podcast, Pastor No Answers, I do highly recommend it. I'm not trying to get y'all to listen. Don't listen if you don't want to. Don't listen if you don't want to be furious with anger. Yeah. <laughs> if you just want a podcast to chill. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't. But if you want to have to just become get so furious. mad and talk to your wife about it and all kinds of stuff, then that's so be it. Anyway, I'm sitting there. And so, Joey, you had this guy on it, and he's a, is he an expert on giants, the ne- Nephilim? Is that, uh, is that what mean, he is? That, He's he's mainly like an archaeologist. He is an actual archaeologist. Looks for those sorts of things. Researcher. So he's like a certified real archaeologist, like science background. That I don't know. Okay, but you believe him. You don't know his credentials or anything. But he did. He said stuff that you were interested in and then believed him because I'm not going to give away the podcast. I think well, you could say what it is. Okay, he believes in that. He believes that in the Nephilim and that the Nephilim are still here. He believes that the Nephilim and humans are a hybrid race and hybrids exist to this day. Right. And there's the progeny of the sons of 
the angel, the d- demons, ma- and then right. Nephilim made people, and the progeny exists today, and is going to take over and come back. Right, and that there's a massive conspiracy in all of yeah, science and the archaeological and world. Scientists to cover are hiding the fact that they're giants and that they're they find demons fifteen foot trying to get a skull. Yeah. You know, fifteen foot yeah. uh, remains of what well, he of calls hybrids. empirical evidence. So, yeah. the thing that was really interesting is okay, I'm I'm listening to this podcast, right? And I'm okay with somebody liking whatever they like. You can like Pokemon cards. I don't care. I think that's a waste of time to collect whatever, you know, whatever it might be. But I'm fine with him thinking that and reading the Bible and their stories about the Nephilim and what that could mean and the way Bible Bible interpretation. Yeah, all that stuff. I'm totally okay with that stuff. But in his podcast, he holds up like some pictures, which I couldn't see, and would say stuff. And then Matt would just refute it with, I don't know you. And the evidence you're showing, I don't know if you manipulated that or somebody else did. I just don't know. But that's not empirical evidence. That's just somebody holding up a photo. And that's why it was really strange because the guy, to me, kind of went immediately to a straw man argument against Matt. And it was like he was defending something. And if you well, really he really had real he, evidence, well, he, he was older do than that. me. Yeah, he was, so. it, his argument really <laughs> became he's older than Matt. <laughs> he's older than Matt. And then he started calling Matt names, arrogant and ignorant. And I thought I thought it was really strange too. I didn't know why you didn't like did that that was okay with you? Like last week I thought it was Dan made fun of attack. you. And then I thought I didn't know where you because you kinda I didn't hear you for a long time and Jared was completely on that guy's side. But like why I, would you I be think there so was attacking, of, but I did I think the attacking was coming from him to me from my, from where I was sitting. I said I don't know how to right. what that is. Oh, and yeah, he yeah. then he took it into yeah. Super defensive mode and and saying that I attacked him and was right. being all this stuff. So as which a, really was just as super a listener, weird. I really thought I can't believe everything this guy's saying, and I am not calling him names or questioning his integrity because that's what he made it about. That's the thing I didn't like. Right. When I was listening to it, he goes, "You're questioning my integrity." No, if it, he just held up a picture and said, "What do you think about that? Look at this giant skull. I, I didn't see the picture, or, or look at these bones, and now the bones aren't there, or whatever." And I just thought, wait a minute, if you're making an argument, if, if you actually had proof of something, you would go, I know this sounds crazy. I'm never going to be able to totally prove it to you because this is just a picture or whatever, but I saw it with my own eyes. I did this, this, and this. And so I'm just saying what I saw. That yeah. would be, oh, I, I can kind of believe somebody because they are saying a firsthand account. But what he was saying is, no, I'm right. Look at this. Sure. There's, yeah, no, it was other, very there's funny. no chance that I'm wrong. And that made me think, no. And when you go to immediately to non-scientific non-empirical evidence way a tactic of political like what the political debate is it's just a straw man of oh no now we're not talking about the actual evidence we're talking about are you yeah, questioning my right. integrity i yeah i i guess but like uh, one situation that i remember in the conversation with the pyramid i mean he went into very specific things as far as how could this be the case how could well, that be first the case? of all so, that's insane he, because how the pyramids got built have nothing to do with elongated skulls right but what i mean what, that, so what I'm saying is when the pyramids came up, I don't think he just immediately attacked Matt. So first of all, to answer your question, why didn't I defend Matt? If I if I felt like Matt was like, oh, gosh, this yeah. is scary. I don't like this. Well, I thought sure. too. But Matt, <laughs> no, Matt's no, a big yeah. boy, and I didn't feel like yeah, I needed to be like, oh, in a row. Matt's I mean, two times in a row, the guy said that I Matt was being ignorant. Very, well, see, but see, I, Igna- I'm glad ignorant you, and arrogant. Did you I'm think Matt was being ignorant and arrogant, Joey? Ignorant and arrogant? Here's what I would say about Matt is it seems like so first of all, I completely understand where you're coming from, and I was actually very impressed how you just kind of stood your ground. Yeah, you actually said you loved it. You thought it was really fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I was yeah. texting Matt saying, this is just great. I right. love it. Um, so but you're actually enjoying it, but, maybe, too. And and so oh, this, is, too. <laughs> this is a difference of personality with you and I. I think if I were in your shoes, again, I love the skepticism, but this is something that why not ask him more questions? Why not say, okay, well, well tell me more about... Because here's the thing is, and I, I totally get why y'all think all of this is nonsense and it just sounds ridiculous. But there's a there's a very well-respected guy named Chuck Missler who is the premier researcher on this stuff. And, and he doesn't just do Nephilim. I mean, he studies all sure. of the Bible and, and, and that's not all that he talks about. But I've read, and I know this will sound silly, I've read super long books on all of this stuff that ties in all these scriptures and everything. So I'm going into this talk with a lot more context of, okay, I at least know the information that he's basing all of these crazy-sounding stuff. And I will say, if I were in his shoes, I would not have told that story at all. In fact, I was just like, is he really going here? Like, this is going to make him sound insane. The story of the super tall woman yeah, walking yeah, yeah, towards yeah. us. Just like, that, that, I cannot even believe he's going here. I, all but, I could think was, oh, yeah, well, no matter what, regardless, 
demons or Nephilim have to exercise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I get that workout in. Yeah, I got to get the jog in, but ah. So anyway, I think so so let's let's just say what if what if this guy was <laughs> right. on to some stuff and he actually did discover some things like he's like, "Oh my gosh, there's really no explanation for that." In his shoes for Matt to say, "That's just a picture, blah blah blah." Yes, he should have said, "Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. There's no way I can prove that." But for Matt to, in turn, just say, I don't have any questions. I'm just not even going to entertain any of this stuff. All of this is nonsensical. If you're in his shoes, you'd be like, we're not even going to have a conversation about it. I think totally disingenuous and being quite a clown. But I didn't say that, and I didn't act that way. I I wasn't even dismissive or attacking. I'm glad Toby knows that way. My assumption while I was sitting there, because I was grinning when he would go into this story or that story, because my general assumption was, Oh, I don't need to argue with this guy because he this is he sounds insane. He's acting insane, he sounds insane, he's not very credible. I can't believe that Joe and Jared agree with him, but I was pretty content to just allow him to sound insane and feeling like any listener would kind yeah, of I just think that. That. <laughs> it was very <laughs> revealing how angry like, he got. Escalate right. with it was him. very revealing. But but do you think that part of the reason for, part of the reason why me and Jared go along with him is because we do believe more of that stuff than you. Except, but, but okay, hold but on, hold on. But, hold on. but, 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 but you can't of, just make that blanket statement because believe more. What besides stuff? Chuck Missler and this guy, what other names that don't go along with that guy do you know? And have you read the long books of them? Uh, like, I mean, one is Mark Driscoll, and you know how. No, no, no. no. What non-religious scientific guy? Long book have you read that talks about the building of the pyramids or potentially earlier cultures and their technology? I don't what remember non- their names, but I've read a lot of stuff online. You've read non-Christian books. No, I didn't say books. I said I've read a lot but of that's stuff what I'm online saying. that, that, that disagree That would with be it. the point is, like, it, it seems it's a little frustrating because the ignorance and arrogance was, I thought that guy, because what question can Matt ask that would be, at, that he There's wouldn't no, just refute well, and go, what, no, what no, books yeah, have you that, read no, for but, it? But Joe, I mean, here's when the Matt was asking him questions, he actually goes, oh, it's, yeah. It's just like the he evolution. Was try- he was they, obviously just- talking over. My, he, he here's was a strategy as argumentative as I saw it. He was said he would say he would go into something. He would say 10, 15, 20 things and do what he was assuming was talking over somebody's head that you couldn't follow, and then take it on his authority. And to ask a question, we could have stopped at literally any one tiny point, and it would have been thirty minutes. And but he's already gone ten more points and said, "Well, obviously the pyramids, this, and obviously this." And he was just trying to talk over people's head, assert yeah. authority, and then not engage. He was not trying to walk anybody through to make them understand. You that was not his this goal. Podcast and go he listen didn't, to that. That's not what he was doing. He, but but I understand what we're talking but about. But answer that question though. You're saying that I should read more stuff on the other side, which I have, but not not up to your standard. No, 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 you no, haven't no. read any no, any no, books no, on what I've read. No, but once again, you're making a straw man argument. You're making. No, about, I'm asking no, you why why okay. why are you accusing me of not reading books I'm, when you haven't read any books about them? Because what you would say is that you read all these long books by these Christian people that you immediately assume are telling the truth and have photographic evidence and empirical evidence. And that you go, I know Chuck Missler. I know this guy. But all I'm saying is, if you're going to use that as a foundation of why Matt's being arrogant, I'm saying you're being arrogant. I didn't say Matt's being arrogant. No, no, you said the way it came across that Matt didn't ask Matt wouldn't ask any questions or anything like that. And you're going along with the other guy. What I'm saying is, if you're using that as a platform to say, I've read long books, I'm just saying that comes across to me the exact same as, well, you haven't even at all explored the other side. I haven't He'll explored tell you either, that he has, but that's what I'm saying. Go anywhere, if you want to talk okay. about me, of course I haven't explored either because it, I think it's crazy. Now, what I have that done is a logical fallacy to say that you can't have an opinion on something if somebody else out there does know more than you about it or has well, worked. I definitely right don't on. agree with that. I guess all I'm saying is. No, I'm saying, saying that's is, a fallacy. You're saying no matter what, if anybody knows more than you, then you then you have to shut up and listen to them at all no, points. No. That's no. what I'm saying. That's a, it'd be a fallacy saying, to say, yeah, but he studied it more than you or he studied more than you or you read this many books. And so, therefore, you must take my opinion. That's, Not take that's, my that's opinion, but, but why, why, especially being in that situation, why wouldn't you want to just hear more? It, of it wasn't opinion? even possible. But what makes sense? That way. makes sense. My, my thing, though, is the, I think the reason why Jared and I listen more and internalize this is because we have context. He doesn't have to explain all this stuff because I can point to a passage in Jude, for example, that's totally unexplainable. But then when you put it into this whole puzzle of Nephilim and all that stuff, it's like, oh, wow, now that makes sense. So I'm just saying that's one example of many of the different things. It's just like, yeah, I I actually see a lot of the Bible as potentially through the lenses of all that. And I can see the Bible as, no, none of that stuff is true. 
Uh, so it's not like I'm sold on this thing, but I would say there's a lot of stuff that makes a whole heck of a lot more sense. But I think that's that's just one thing that I get what you're saying as far as me needing to read stuff on the other side. But this is one of the reasons why you guys are completely like, this is ridiculous because y'all don't have any sort of context to base what he's saying. Well, I'm on. not interested in it. Right. It doesn't change the story of Jesus to me at all. So right. that like that guy focusing on like demons being powerful in this day and age. It's not sure. just demons, or, human he, demon he, hybrids right. walking like, among, among like us. That, to that, that to, I don't feels know like it's just trying to be spooky to spook you out. Like a, a there's a demon or a hybrid human that could do this, this, and this. And I, I'm so on the side of Jesus is stronger than anything. That doesn't do anything. Yeah, like I'm if I saw that. a giant coming towards me, yeah, all it would do is reinforce that I guess Jesus is real. Like yeah. that's why I, I really do believe that. Like if if we when people tell about demon stories and stuff like that, all it makes me go is well, if if that's true, then the other stuff must be true. So it just reinforces that. But I'm just saying the thing that got me the most was argumentative style immediately broke down, and it was almost like he was defending something. And if that was the case, then it was not the evidence should speak for itself. You're just saying and, he, he was so defensive that lends some yeah, credit. It really it makes it, you feel like that's sketchy. Right. Here's the thing. It made me feel really but, crappy because I go, wait a minute. This is a 65-year-old man who's built his entire career in life on speaking and studying and researching all this stuff, which should be totally fine. But the problem is what I actually heard was a guy that had to is defending this thing that he didn't need to. And there's some holes in his story, no matter what, regardless of if it's intentional or unintentional, regardless of whatever, there are holes in the story that should be spoke about because that would make it more real. Right. That would make it more true. And I just thought it was really, it was shocking. I was just going, come on, this is crazy. Like, well, hold on, hold on. Why would you defend it that way? Like, that's the thing. If, if I saw, if, if tonight I was messing around in my backyard and all of a sudden I found a giant skeleton, a nine foot skeleton, and then I took a picture and then tomorrow I couldn't find the skeleton. Y'all went out in my backyard. I was like, I swear it was here, but there's no way. I, would I go, y'all are ignorant. You're arrogant for not believing me. No, I go, I know I can't make you believe it, but I did see it. Yeah. And I hope that I, somehow I can prove this one day. That would be, y'all Y'all would take that as, I think Toby really does believe this and maybe there is some truth to it. But if I just said, you're ignorant and arrogant not to believe me, I took this picture, y'all would go, no, there's something kind of weird here. I don't know about this. And yeah. that's what I thought was really strange and made me sad, honestly. <laughs> and it proves my point. I don't know what happens as you get older. You just hold on to things and you just try to stay alive and thank you for Jesus. Why? Well, because I see it. All we got is Jesus. I don't care about a Nephilim or a giant or well, the biggest takeaway you got out of, it, the biggest Jesus takeaway thing. you got out of all of this is I need to go Jerry Springer on my podcast. Oh, and I just pray. Got this kind of stuff. I actually time. think a Jerry Springer podcast where you bring these people <laughs> on because it was just it was shocking. I, I actually kind of like the occasional flare ups of heated debate, but I, I like the whole laid now, back. Let's I, just for talk the record, I don't think it was any heated debate. I was largely not. I think he, he was heated. Yeah. But I mean, I wasn't yeah, like, that's what I'm saying to me. It was the worst, dumbest thing would have been to like, oh yeah, you think this? Well, what? I, I mean, I, that's, right. I think he made himself look bad. That's right. my point of view, at least. I didn't feel the need to. Well, you guys whatever. will learn one of these days, man. But yeah, I, I agree. And then when he hung up, I was like, Joey, you and Jared, I mean, that was, this is crazy, right? Like, I mean, do you even sitting there right now still think you agree with him and, and that I'm the crazy one? And they're that's, both like, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> that's what they said. Can't believe it. But but that's the go. that's that's the thing though is all this stuff. I I didn't even know who this guy was until we got him on the show. But then when I saw him, I was like, oh, I've seen him on on some stuff. Yeah. That's that's not where all this information has come from. Yeah. Not from this guy. So sure. again, this is stuff that but I've been thinking and turning why over would you my give head this for... guy such the benefit of the doubt. But like the because guy what having, he was the saying, guy I already with a female, you wouldn't. Because the stuff that he's saying, I already but, believe a lot of that. It's not because he said it; it's because I've already believed all of that. A lot of that, because that the scriptures and stuff that but I you read, also believe that a man and a woman can have lunch together, and it's okay. But but you believe that all archaeologists and almost every scientist is all in on covering up this stuff. No, I don't believe that. Okay, all I right. don't believe that. All right. all right, hey, I can't take any more of this arguing. I'm I'm, I'm not in, arguing, Bo. I'm in a pit. I feel sad. I feel angry. I feel hurt. There's only one way I can dig us out of this. Kick the music. In a world where your friend who feels a calling to speak to the world through this podcast would love to just talk for minutes about 
itchy butthole. And, Gigantism. And, and hybrids. Hybrids. My name is Toby Morrell. This is the damn news. I thought this first news story was pretty interesting. Um, and it came from, I believe, the old Huffington Post. A student bought Google.com for $12. And here's how much Google paid to get it back. How much do y'all think? What he, They let it expire and he jumped in and got it or something yeah. like that? Yes. Got like it was an accidental expiration. Yes. Yep. How well, I mean, it's wow. worth. I mean, I can't even imagine. He must have. Was he ready to pounce on it? Was like he keeping an eye for that to happen? All right, let's see here. After student San May Ved bought the prestigious web address for $12 after spotting it for sale on Google domains in September, the company shelled out blank for its safe return. I'm going to say three and a half million. No, I think that it's a small story and he didn't. The guy could have gotten an unbelievable amount, but I bet he was nice. Why are you going to be nice to Google? I don't know. I just I don't think it would be a lot. I think you'd have heard more about it. But I, 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 he probably did get hundred grand. Six thousand. Oh man, you have six got to be dollars me. and thirteen cents. Oh man, that's for too its bad. safe return, it's not bad for an investment that's that terrible. lasted a little more than a minute. Now think about this: he paid twelve dollars, he made six. Maybe he oh, could. I'm sorry, yeah, that's but maybe ridiculous. there's a loophole or something where he they would have gotten it back if they'd have fought it. Like he didn't want to get into litigation about it or something. He said uh, they had alerted Google right away, and his purchase was canceled. Uh but they just they canceled so they, it. Okay. Because he went on to Google Domains and bought it. So, so he didn't uh, really have any. That's not the quite the sum you would think the giant would be prepared to uh, fork over for address, which is a multi billion dollar business. Um, how did Google come up with a seemingly random figure of six thousand six dollars and thirteen cents? That is Google spelled numerically. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> Weird. Uh, so you squint a little and you'll see it. The company wrote in a blog post Thursday detailing its Google security rewards pl- programs, which pay people like bed to find vulnerabilities in the company's products. So he's actually, they will just pay, Hey, we found this and he alerted them. And then that's, so it's just like a, a okay. pay thing. They allowed that to happen. Uh, currently studying in Babson college in Massachusetts, bed previously worked as an account strategist at Google from 2007, to 2012. He said he was browsing the company's tracker in September when he saw Google.com was up for grabs, he bought it, but immediately surrendered it back to the web giant. So basically, that was kind of his job. Um, and then they actually doubled the money, too. Uh, yeah, the, and gave, those, gave some money those, to a foundation. But on the other hand, the, the squatters, domain squatters, are making me so mad. I think it's, I mean, it's okay, but it's kind of a rotten business. Like, it's, it's reasonable that somebody have forethought to pick up this domain or that domain. Yeah. But the way they're negotiated and hidden and done is is really shitty. Like, you can't. Like you have to email somebody and put in bids, and it's real price. It's it's, it's right. semi nasty, and they they basically just are looking to see who you are and how much money you have to extort. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like it has a real value in a way that real estate investing or something like it is. Like if you have something, if you had Coca Cola, then you just you would jack up the price or whatever that you know. And they've got, they've got everything. Like all the dot coms are gone. You know you can you can't yeah. get. They say you can't even get any two word dot com. Period. There's no two word dot com you could even get. No like, two words? Like every combination of two words together, like, you know, wow. like Couch King. Or, you know what I mean? Like if you tried, we're coming up with a business and came up with a name of something, you know, the, it just almost every possible com- two-word combination and beyond, I think. is Yeah, is every cool. one word's been gone. And now two words are getting there. I was lucky to get unstoppablebadass.com. <laughs> All right, this one comes from Yahoo. Um, I found this one, but a lot of people also. Sent it to me. A lot of the roving reporters out there. Several people sent me this one. Wife uses Find My iPhone to locate her husband's body. Oh, <laughs> after God. he is oh, murdered. <laughs> Why are y'all laughing? Uh, There's gonna be something oh, funny, Lord. not horribly morbid, <laughs> and then you're gonna try and trick us into laughing at. Oh, I didn't death trick you once again. I didn't trick you. You're the only you. one laughing anyway. I said body, and you started laughing, and, and that is the truth. A woman in Texas. Uh, used Apple's Find My iPhone to track down the body of her husband after he didn't come home one night, and the app revealed that he was at a location only half an hour from the family home. Carla Melendez of Harris County, Texas, says that she was worried when her husband, Ramiro Acosta, 23, uh, didn't didn't come home on Wednesday night. Uh, She told local news channel ABC 13 Eyewitness News that he had previously been a gang member, and even though he was done with that, he might still have a lot of enemies. She used the Find My iPhone app and followed that to yes. where he was. And she found him. Yes. She said early in the morning on Thursday, uh, when she saw the pulsing dot representing her husband's phone was still at the same location, she decided to investigate. She drove to the area indicated by the app and found her husband's body located in some trees along the side of the road. Well, you're proud of yourself. Good old technology. 
You guys ever found your phone using that app? <laughs> you know what I think happens a lot is when the phone gets stolen and then somebody vigilante goes to the person that stole it. And right. I think that's all gets has all kind of trouble. I think there's probably all kind of stories of that where I found where my phone is. What do you do? Go up to somebody's house. If you it was a bad guy that stole your phone and you could find it, do you find that you would you do that, Joey? Go knock on if you said find my iPhone. You thought you saw somebody steal it, you, you know, and then you saw where it went. You saw it track and go, and then go into a residence, fourteen oh nine, you know, Oak Tree Street. Would you, what would you do? You go in, knock uh, on the door. It'd, it'd be what if it was moving around in the mall, and you you know what I mean, and you know it's near here, and you you know how would yeah. you confront the person? How would you handle it? Yeah, I would, but I would also be a little hesitant for my own safety considering I have four kids. So if it was like, if I found myself in a really sketchy situation, Hmm. you know, like following someone in a dark alley who was with three other Uh grown men or something like that, maybe, you know, Hey, Hey, give me my phone. What about the idea that you might have the wrong person? You know, I mean, does it work like that? Like you can follow it. Is it? It's they, not down to the the detail. Like it's close, like within 30 feet at least. Do or, they, or it's at least. How do crooks that. avoid that? Do they, is there a way you to can like turn, turn it off. off? I think you could turn the phone all the way off. Yeah. And then it wouldn't show up. They know how to disable it or something. I mean, they do. I don't know, but yeah, you can disable it or whatever, but Toby almost went to jail trying to, get somebody's my phone back from somebody who he was accusing of stealing a homeless guy that there was a homeless man I, we, I, I know, did steal I my know phone stole matt's phone and i confronted him and it got heated and then the cops were called and i almost went to jail i would say mere hours before we we're supposed to play a show <laughs> and my wife was so mad like yeah, i told her and she's like you can't do this this is unbelievable but i really thought I mean, I you felt, put your hands on a homeless guy did you not Yes, I I grabbed his. I didn't. I I didn't actually touch him, but I did grab his coat. That's and I said, you're gonna, your hands on I somebody. I said you're going to give me that phone, and then the cop showed up, <laughs> and it was really intense. And I was. It was here's the craziest thing is uh, we were with Big Luke Rogers, and he is massive, six yeah. foot four, giant muscles, humongous dude, and he's twenty feet away from me as the cops are there talking to me, just yelling at the homeless guy. You fucked up, dude. You fucked up, man. And I'm like, not, not now. I'm going to go to jail. It was really funny because, I mean, he is really intense. Like, Luke will fight and is intense. When he gets mad, like, there's almost a point of no return. And so, luckily, the cops, there's they knew that the guy was bad or whatever. They said, hey, you've done this, this, and this wrong. Are you, if you don't press charges against this guy, we'll let you go, too. And he was like, okay. So, the basically, that guy was a bad guy. The cops knew him. And so they let me go. But seriously, if he would have said, no, I'm pressing charges, I would have gone to jail. Because I did put my hands on him. No, didn't get the phone back. He must have already ditched it or something by the time we found him. Because we we saw the guy when he took it. Or we saw the guy that did take it. And then when I looked back, my phone was gone. Then it was like, oh, it was that homeless guy. Yeah, he was the only guy there. And so we went around to look for him. But if you think about it, Really no point. Like, how else was that going to go down? Like, maybe you could get the phone back, but maybe you go to jail. Maybe you get in a fist fight. Maybe you hurt another person. Maybe whatever. The best that happens is a couple hundred dollar phone. Yeah. So I would urge anybody out there, don't get into any possible. It wasn't helpful what I did. What had happened, though, I'm almost certain there was another guy there that was very drugged out, crazy, and I think he had passed it on to him. And then uh, there's probably some kind of thing where they have a, uh, it, it was terrible. It made me so mad. It was awful. Did you so, perform well? Yeah, I think so. Sweet. But I didn't. I really thought I'd find the phone. It was really funny. I walked off by myself. and We were all searching for this guy. And then I found him. I was like, I'm going to confront him. And I just did, which is really stupid when you're a dad. Yeah, not, <laughs> wrong decision. Thank you, though. I appreciate it on my behalf. All right, we got one more, time for one more story here? Yeah. I wanted to see y'all's take on this. I'm, just, I'm not even going to give you any clues here. But, I mean, you'll get it immediately. But, um. And this comes from Bleach Report, which I like their sports. Me too. Um, I I like that. I just too. want to see y'all's take on this. Is this being sensitive, rightly so, or is this being just o- over the top political correct? Uh, politically correct. Uh, the Kings, Sacramento Kings, reportedly nicks a T-shirt promo after Demarcus Cousins found it insensitive. Demarcus Cousins, basically a superstar center, played at Kentucky, now Sacramento had some off the court issues and people questions that too. He's phenomenal phenomenal athlete. Michigan State? No, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Uh, he oh, played yeah, with yeah. John Wall. Yeah. Um, the Sacramento Kings celebrated the Lunar New Year during their game against the Milwaukee Bucks on Monday, but they canceled a planned T-shirt giveaway when superstar DeMarcus Cousins reportedly said the shirts were racially insensitive. So they were made shirts for the Lunar New Year. 
Uh, Bucks TV analyst Marquise Johnson provided the details on his Facebook page. I walk into the building and DeMarcus Cousins calls me over to an, a- to an animated discussion he's having with the Kings operations people. He asked me, uh, old school, what do you think about this t-shirt? What do you think about this t-shirt? Uh, and told him a little sensitive on the first day of Black History Month and they pulled the t-shirts. The Chinese year of the monkey starts February 8th, but Monday was the first day of Black History Month, uh, ESPN.com reported, and players and coaches were wearing shirts in honor of Black History Month on Monday. Uh, James Han of the area tweeted an image of the t-shirt Sacramento had planned to give fans as a part of the Lunar New Year celebration, and basically it was you know, about a monkey and celebrating the year of the monkey. And they thought that that was implying some type of racial uh, stuff. Year of the monkey sorts. equated with black history. Right. Gotcha. Right. Uh, clearly, obviously unintentional, but. Right. Yeah. And it was for something completely different. But is that the right call? Is that being overly sensitive? What do y'all think about it? I'm, I'm At first, I was like, that seems crazy. Like, they're celebrating the lunar year, which has to do with the monkey. That has nothing to do with black people. But are we, are we in such a, uh, has there been such a racist society that we've had or whatever? that you can't separate it? Like, is it just, that is well, always going to be? It's like this. I, I, the best hope that we have is, somebody said this to me the other day, it's like, we, maybe the fringe over PC people really do have a place because it balances us out as a whole into a, a better place. And I think it's a reasonable thought, but the fear would be if you go too far into a political correct thing, it'll just get worse and worse and worse and worse. But I think that it might not be a, a continuum in that way. I think it we may be at a point where it's at its maximum, the sensitivity. So it might be worth just wading through it some period of time and that one, two, five decades in the future will be a much, much looser society. I don't know if it's a one-way street where we're just going to keep constricting yeah. all possible microaggressions and politically correct stuff. I'm hopeful that... like. That's what I'm saying. It's not worth it to fight this and go, we want the monkey shirt. You can't win that. So you're better off to take the fuel off that. Let, let's, let's let everybody be a bit more sensitive. Let's hear those arguments. Let's, let's just go along with that for a period of time. And hopefully then we can get like not be so sensitive at some point in the future. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's the only way I can because, because if it keeps it going more and more and more, I can't, I, that, right. it's, it's almost unimaginable what it does to free speech and, and, not taking yeah. stuff seriously. Like you won't even be able to say the color of the crayon. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, who knows? Like, who knows? But at least I'm hopeful that people will back loose. No, I think that's th- th- I think that's going to happen with political correctness and uh, a bunch of. I think it'll be a bunch of stuff like that. that yeah, hopefully, it's a year we're, of we're the at, monkey. Yeah, hopefully, so we're at they, the end of a pendulum swing. Here is my hope. But my question was: Did Demarcus Cousins feel? Like that? Did he associate that? He 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 obviously what, did. I mean, what other people? So it would have been offensive. I mean, he. Yeah. he, he yeah, I think my my thing is I I don't want to call the shots on when and when they should. Uh, like African Americans or someone of a different color should and shouldn't be sensitive. Yeah. Like I just want to be like hands off. If someone's sensitive, they're sensitive. Why why am I going to try to? You know, implement well if that my, starts imposing on you, though. If their insensitivity starts affecting I, your life, and you go, yeah, Wait a minute, I, just, yeah, I agree. I think there's I'm tons of stuff. You go, oh, please, like yeah. that. You just go. There's tons. If I said something sillier than that, you go, oh, please, I don't care. And especially in comedy, there's there's tons of comedy. Thing, yeah. that, that's the most. That's the super taboos you can get. Right. You don't think Demarcus Cousins is like really some activist, but there's plenty of people that say, oh, really? Yeah. Well, you can't say this, and you can't say, it, and you'd be like, oh, please. Yeah. Like, there's tons of stuff you would say that about. You know. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the the BC interview because uh, while this interview is happening, we need to take a break because we fixed up my studio and we put all my kids' toys outside and it's pouring rain right now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> is it really? Yes. Oh boy. Yo, what's up, dude? What's up? How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Good, man. So my name, my brother's name is Jared. Is your name Jared or Jared? It's a uh, Jared with like a sound for the A. Dang it! <laughs> Dang it! How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Good, good. Um, so you're in Pennsylvania? That's right. I hope you don't have any expectations on this call, because it could be super, super boring. Well, if it's boring, that's going to be because of me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, how long have you been listening to Bad Christian? Um, for about a year now. I think, yeah. Um, 
it was last uh, September or thereabouts when I first started listening. Sweet. And you're in Pennsylvania, right? That's right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, well, I was talking to Toby actually like an hour ago. He is really being an asshole lately. Um, like, are you, does, does Toby ever say stuff that rubs you the wrong way? <laughs> no, actually, um, I was kind of hoping I'd get asked that because I think Toby is the one that I probably am okay with what he says. Yeah, because, busted, Joe. Um, I don't think Toby's ever said anything him. that's really bothered me. Yeah, uh, this guy's awesome. Matt used to I really think this guy's ideas are really good. Why, Matt? Sorry. Um, just because initially when I first started listening, it was kind of like, oh, well, this guy's this guy's right about everything. That's just <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was annoying, but I mean, <laughs> no, I know he's not. He is like that, but not in an annoying way. Right. So how, how did you uh, how did you come around with Matt? Like, what um, did it take? Because I, I still know. hate him. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, honestly, I just I wore him down. It was yeah, good stuff to say, and that's right. You know, I oh, yeah. really didn't think about that. I just yeah. kind of started liking more and more what he said. Yeah. Didn't see him quite so Ooh, much as I'm okay. Um, just a know-it-all. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. What? Like, is there anything that you can think of off the top of your head that one of us could do or say that would make you be like, "Shit, I'm not giving any money to these guys anymore. This is messed up. I hate them." No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> honestly, I I feel like. Um, uh, I, th- I think one of the reasons I give so much is just because I feel like I relate to you guys so much. Yeah. Um, on the level, especially with church uh, and with Christian culture. Yeah. Um, I'm just super jaded, I guess, Yeah, is the right word. Um, so you're have Christian? Been for a little while. Yes, I am. Yeah. Um, I was born and raised Baptist. Yeah. And currently go to a Baptist college. Yeah. And I am just constantly immersed with Christians and yeah, that's not, not always the best thing. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, what do you, what do you do for a living? Uh, I work full-time landscaping. Oh, sweet. Is it your own business? You work for somebody else or what? No, I work for, um, I work for a guy who has, uh, it's about 20 to 25 guys working for him. Yeah. Um, during the busiest season, which is the summer. Yeah. And, uh, he is actually he's a pretty strong Christian and most of the guys who work with it work yeah. for him are Christians gotcha so, right, so I'm so around that at work which is good that is cool man that is cool so let me let you in on a plan that I have for the next two interviews and I want to get your insight like do you think it would because I was going to go here with you but then I was like nah so what I want to do, because first of all, I was being uh, a little trippy, calling them assholes and saying I hate them and all that stuff. I, maybe you knew <laughs> that, but I was totally kidding. But what I want to do with the, the next two callers is for one of them, I want to try to convince them to stop giving money to bad Christian and to give it to pastor with no answers instead okay. and then uh the other person i want to maybe act like i'm super depressed and say how i got not like basically prank call them um mm-hmm. but then at the end say just kidding thanks for being a good sport and we're gonna air this do you think that's a good plan or do you think it'd really piss somebody off um i think i think if anybody gives enough to bad christian that they're getting this interview that they probably can't be pissed off. <laughs> so, I mean, that, I could be wrong about that. Yeah. So it, yeah. Pro- it probably depends on the person I'd say. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I think the pastor with no answers thing definitely wouldn't be as big of a deal. Yeah. Um, it could be fun though. If you, if you mess with somebody and acted like you were hurt by something that they said or, yeah. you know, if you yeah. were all depressed. Yeah, Totally. All right, so I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna cut you off from the call, but I, I'm gonna cut you off from the recording. Anything else you want to say to every thousands of people that's listening to you right now? I'm gonna choke and say no. I really don't think there is. <laughs> Just that tell is me about person. everything. Just agree with them on everything. You agree, you agree with your pastor on everything. Why not agree with these guys on everything? Because they're probably in a better spot. <laughs> Love it, man. Okay, Joey. 
Thank you for doing these interviews. Oh, we'll start getting into. Let's see how we can make them better. I think you could do a better job. I'm not trying to criticize you, but let me let me just explore it on air here. When that guy told you, this right. is from my opinion. When right. that guy told you, he gave you a one real nugget there. Right after you got going, about he says, "Yeah, I'm around. I screw up this way. I'm around Christians a whole bunch, uh, and that's not always the best thing." Right. Almost, you had something to talk about there, and then you said, "Okay." So what do you do for a living? So you bounced out of what could have been the interesting part there. So I think we'd have rather heard you ask him two follow-up questions to that, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess my concern is that that would take uh, longer than the amount of time that we're Well, longer of. and interesting would be, probably do the sure. trick for me. Sure. But anyway, we'll, I'll, we'll do some of these interviews too coming up, but I do appreciate you doing them, and I very much appreciate What's the fellow's name there? Yeah, his, what was his, name? his name is... Jared Wynn and he, Jared he, Wynn. Yep, yeah, he really was a cool guy for yeah. sure. Yeah, every, I mean, nice. anybody's going to give us that much money and agree that I'm right all the time, and that ain't so bad, right? And pretty that, good guy. And that Toby, yeah, is his favorite. Yeah, that's good pretty Lord. amazing. This guy's wonderful. He was really sad that <laughs> I would actually be to willing to, to give this Joe. guy a hug. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> he was a little disappointed that Joey was the one he had to be on the call with. He's such a Matt and Toby fan. <laughs> yeah. I understand. That's just how it goes, man. <laughs> Well, thank you to everybody at BC Club. For real. Badchristian.com forward slash contribute. You know what the most frustrating thing on the internet for Joey is? Uh, the, Every, the size of the keys on the keyboard that he can't type on? Because his fat finger sausages? Yeah. No. Uh, it's that all the damn hybrid websites are used by cars. Yeah, he tries to look up hybrids. Yeah, it's all about it's all the Prius. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the all electric hybrid cars are are just part of the misinformation campaign about hybrid <laughs> nephilim humans. Hybrid cars are a tool of the enemy yeah. trying to get us off the nephilim. It's just misinformation. Does, no, does, does, yeah. does nobody see it? No. Throughout every time I see an electric car, I go nephilim. Nope. Throughout all eternity, throughout all eternity, I'm gonna be cracking on you guys about this because you're gonna find that it's true. You're going to be annihilated. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.